Time to grab a snack, pull up a chair, and pass the remote. I'm James Chalmers, and with me as always is my lovely co-host, Tina Chalmers. Hello! No, Nick Owen. He has betrayed again, us. Again! Again! He said he was coming back this week, uh, and then obviously the thesis got too much for him. Uh, fair enough, uh, oh, I would yeah, say. yeah, absolutely fair enough. I don't know why he didn't just drop out of school and become a full-time podcaster, but that's, you know, whatever. We all, we can't all live that illustrious life. <laughs> Very few of us can. Yeah. Uh... Cool. How are things? Good. I had a very productive day today. Nice. Got a lot of stuff done. Mm-hmm. I have a new video up on my Tina's Hair and Beauty I channel. Know, I shared it. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, it's about my the Lush, all the Lush products we bought when we were overseas. And mm. Yeah, no, it was a good day. I took the dogs for a really long walk and yeah, nice. no, pretty good. I was Yourself? Pre- I was also productive this week. I finally... Finally uploaded the written review of Avengers Infinity War. Nice. Took me four days to write it. Because uh, when I said that, I started writing on Wednesday. I got to a point where I was like, I don't know what else to write. And I don't know, I'm not enjoying this. So I stopped it. And I figured I'd come back to it later that afternoon. And instead, I came back to it this morning, which is Sunday morning. Mm. Uh, and knew exactly what I wanted to write, so I finished off. So that being said, part 16 through to 18 still hasn't been done. So Avengers through to Black Panther still hasn't been done. But I'm going to start slowly working on that now. Yeah, well. that's right. Oh, and also, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> today is Mother's Day. I guess we should have done our, our topic should be about mothers' movies. Oh, we should have. That's okay. Or like. Instead, we did about an orphan our favorite, boy. Uh, yeah, so, or like our favorite mothers in movie, in TV and movies, mm. like, like, Arrested Development. Yeah, I mean, like, for me, it's almost all anime, like Marge Simpson, Linda Belcher from Buzz yeah, Burgers. Yeah, like. she's good. Yeah. She's awesome. Yay! <laughs> I'm a cool mom. Uh, yeah, okay, I guess we'll get the show started. So, no, Nick, I think maybe this week... Uh, you know, I'm just going to stop promising. <laughs> he is coming back. Like, he does want to do the show. We haven't actually even seen him since we got back from, from yeah. overseas. Like, we have, like, we were, like, meant to have dinner together. It's, just, it's, it's nuts. Like, he's... His course is hard, though. He's doing a thesis, man. Yeah, like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's hard. Like, as hard as, like, you know, my job can be, and definitely as hard as your job is, he's got it just way harder at the moment. So, yeah. we'll get him back soon. I want to get him back in time for 50, because I think this is episode 43 or 44. Oh, okay. So, we're closing in on 50, and I want to do... I've got some ideas for episode 50 that I want to try and pull off. But, uh, Top 50 movies? No, I'm, gonna, I'm thinking about going a different direction, actually. Top but, uh, movies from the 50s. Yeah, I'm like, I've seen like three. Um, but we need the full team for episode 50. So hopefully, in the next six or seven weeks, he'll be ready to come back. Because <laughs> nice. we need him for it. Luna, you stop growling. And, she's just podcasting with us. Yeah, and she's wagging a little stump. Oh, just so in case everybody is aware, the stump is her tail. She has like a docked tail. She was yeah. born that way. Stump is not her leg or anything. She's pretty stumpy. 
She's pretty stocky. She's half dog, half stump. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alright, let's get into some news and rumours. Mm-hmm. And there are a ton. So we'll try and... Let's go through the roller coaster one first. Because this, this was the biggest news of the weekend. Um, so Friday morning, they announced that Brooklyn Nine-Nine, after five seasons, was cancelled. Yeah, which was shocking. Shocking, because it's consistently like... A, a, good. Well, I mean, it's consistently It's not even good. about that, it's about ratings. Yeah. Like, um, but it seemed like it was getting pretty decent ratings. I think there was a, a ratings fall in the season, which can happen after a show goes on for as long as... You know, five seasons is long. Yeah. Like, it's easy to watch, but it takes a long time to do, and like... Like, no one's ever like, yeah, we're aiming five seasons, like, let's get one. And when they get one, like, let's hope we get two. Yeah. Like, every season, mm. like, it's never, no one's ever coasting. Um, unless you're on HBO, normally you tend to be okay. Um, but yeah, so Grenadette was cancelled, everyone was outraged. And I was really bummed out, because, like, it's one of my favourite sitcoms. Yeah. I think all of us, I don't know what Nick's stance is on it, but I know he's watched some of it. Uh, and he enjoyed it. But, like, it's got one of the most diverse casts, like, you got, it's not just, like, a whole bunch of dudes being funny, like, you got... All the women are funny. Mm. All like you got, you know, African American characters, Latino characters, bisexual characters. Like it's a real tapestry of yeah. humanity, and it's good. So when it got cancelled, there was a lot out. I remember like just being so disappointed. I was devastated, um, and because they were like at the end of season five, it's cancelled. Like that's it. There's not going to be any more seasons. So also that means they probably already shot their finale, which means they wouldn't have a way to. Close the like yeah. they wouldn't have a way to end the show, mm. which is ended. Um, so that was a bummer, and we we're all mourning. But there's a huge movement online, everyone was like, Bring it back, bring it back. Next morning, I woke up, oh no, next afternoon, so like Saturday afternoon, NBC's picked it up. Yeah, it's like 24 like, hours later. Apparently, there's a huge bidding war, like um, Hulu was trying to get it, Netflix was trying to get it, like, everyone mm. was like, We'll take it, like, we'll take the show. Yeah, I think it's because Fox owned the screening rights for it, but they didn't actually own the show, it was produced by someone else, and because Fox was getting bought by Disney, yeah. Though, I think there's kind of offsetting anything they don't own 100%. There's like, whatever, like, we'll get rid of that before the sale and all that yeah. sort of thing. So it makes sense from a business standpoint whether they'll do it, but it also is just like, it also doesn't make sense from a business standpoint because it generates, you know, an audience. Mm. Um, so that was a bummer. But then, yeah, NBC bought. And NBC have been really good. They did 30 Rock, yeah. um, Community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they also did The Office. Yeah, uh, they and, did. And Parks, yep. and, Parks yep, and Rec. That's right, they did. Do you know what I mean? So NBC has a really good history with the creators of the of, of Brooklyn Nine because the guys who work on Brooklyn Nine worked on all those shows. Yeah. So uh, I don't know whether it's a sixth and final season or whether it's just like we're picking up season six. Six seasons in a movie. <laughs> uh, maybe. Or picking up season six and seeing how they go. Um, but yeah, this show could and should really honestly run for at least eight seasons. Yeah. There's no reason why it couldn't. Um, everyone seems to enjoy it like the cast were really bummed out I was watching some videos on Instagram uh, and people were pretty teary and, and disappointed like uh, the girl who plays um, uh, Amy was like this sucks like mm. I had a really teary conversation with my husband like it's all going to be okay but like, it's just a bummer like and thanks for the support and the girl who plays Rosa like did one and I was like it's just like I'm going to get drunk and watch Real Housewives or whatever <laughs> But, like, she's talking, I'm like, oh, she doesn't sound like that in real life. Like, the Rosa voice is a voice. Like, that's yeah. not what she sounds like at all. Mm. I was like, oh, there you go. Um, but, so, Brooklyn Nine-Nine was cancelled very briefly, and now it's back. Nice. So, that didn't take long at all. So, hopefully, no. yeah, we'll, um, yeah, we'll see some development on that soon. That's good news. Um, 
We like Stranger Things, I think. We do. Season 3 is officially in production. Nice. Awesome. So that's awesome. That's There's not really any more news about that, but that's that's cool. Um, a whole bunch of sequels got announced uh, over the last week and a half or so. Um, uh, a Quiet Place, the horror movie by John Krasinski. Oh, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting a sequel. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. And he, is he doing it? I don't know. It's more, I think, Paramount. The studio was like, we want to do another one because oh, it made okay. money. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I would prefer, like, it's the kind of movie where I don't need a sequel. Yeah. But I think maybe they might just be like, oh, we're going to do, like, another family story or whatever. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, or, like, you know, yeah. they could do anything. Like, they could go to Europe. You know, they mm. could do a European family or they could do, like, the South or they could do Australia or, like, yeah. there's so many things they could do with it if it's a global... Or they could do, like, a prequel sort of thing like that Yeah, well. you could do, like, if they wanted to go, like, you know, like, the Cloverfield route and do, like, the Invasion movie. Yeah. Like, um, speaking of Cloverfield... That's getting another sequel as oh, well. Isn't there already a second Cloverfield? There's three. Oh, there's there Cloverfield go. and there's ten Cloverfield Lane, which is really good. Mm. Uh, and then the Cloverfield Paradox, which went straight onto Netflix. Like they at the Super Bowl, they dropped the trailer and like when the Super Bowl's over, you can go home and watch Cloverfield, yeah. mm. um, which I still haven't watched that new one. But apparently, it's, it's mm. but that's really good marketing. Yeah, um, and then. The other thing that's happening is Star Trek is getting two sequels. Oh, okay. So we talked a little about this last year at one point, but Quentin Tarantino is working on a Star Trek film. Um, he's working on it with J.J. Abrams. They're developing the script together. Mm. Um, and it sounds like they're going for like an R-rated Star Trek. So it's going to be violent. It's yeah. going to like have cursing. That's going to be really interesting. Yeah, well, I think because it's set in space and like time travel and everything. I think you can do like an alternate universe or like a mirror universe type thing. So yeah. you can get away with it. But the other, the other sequel they're doing is a direct sequel to the series that's happening right now. The, like the last three we've had. Mm. And that one is also a time travel one. Cause it's going to star, uh, obviously Chris Pine as Captain Kirk again. Yeah. But Chris Hemsworth is coming back to play Captain Kirk's father. He was in the first oh, one yeah, very briefly yeah. and died. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have like a time travel, so they're going to meet each other like as adults oh, and whatnot. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so that's cool. What else have we got? Um, I was going to say Will Arnett's cast as Deathstroke, but we learned that last week when we watched that Teen Titans trailer. Um, so that's not really news anymore. Good show prep, James. <laughs> um, the Impractical Jokers movie, we talked that, about that a little while ago. That's begun shooting. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I sent you a photo. Like, they did the all the different cast chairs. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, And, yeah. like, for Murr, it was just cast. Yeah. Uh, which was pretty funny. Um, did we talk about Michelle Pfeiffer joining Maleficent as well? Ah, uh, it rings a bell. Uh, we might have talked about it off the show. Or maybe we haven't... Because t- I think we, dis- we discussed... I, I think, think we, we might have talked about it off the show. Yeah. Because I remember um, us talking about Maleficent. Yeah, so they're doing a Maleficent sequel, um, and Michelle Pfeiffer is playing, like, is Sleeping Beauty, isn't it, Maleficent? Yeah, Aurora, yeah. Yeah, so Sleeping Beauty's mother. Like, that's what oh, she's okay, playing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we were talking about how there's going to be a villain in Maleficent, too. Maybe yeah, and you were like, it but doesn't she's make sense the villain. she's the villain. Um, I'm going to leave the comic book stuff to the end, because it's quite a bit. Um, here was some cool news. This was kind of cool. Um... Last year, we talked. There was all those horrible things with Harvey Weinstein and everything. Yeah. And we found out the Film Academy uh, ex- like expelled Harvey Weinstein from the Academy. They have now, since then, expelled Roman Polanski. Good. And, About fucking time. And Bill Cosby. Good. Yeah, this is awesome. Like, you never like you never wish anything horrible on people, but when they do horrible things and they deserve punishment, like that's 
That's awesome. Like, well, isn't Roman Polanski a pedophile? I'm not sure. I like like okay, I like maybe not pedophile pedophile, but isn't he? Didn't he? He's have not allowed like, in America anymore. Sex I'm sure, with like, like underage girls or something like that. Yeah, I um, I'm not a hundred percent sure what he did. Um, you can look it up if you want. But um, yeah, he's done some horror, he's some bad things. Um, we talked about shows getting cancelled before. Another show has been cancelled. Well, not think it's been cancelled, but it's, it's got an ending written. Uh, Kimmy Schmidt is going to season four, and that's it. Oh, okay. So four yep. seasons, and they're done. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. I like season one quite a bit. Season two is okay. Like it starts off a bit weak and gets better. Haven't finished season three, although season three did have one of my favorite moments in any comedy, which is mm. Titus's boobs song. Oh yeah. That's really funny. Boobs in California. Boobs in California. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, like, I, I'm not... Uh, yeah, so just to interrupt you, yeah. in 1977, Polanski was arrested with charging of drugging and raping a 13-year-old girl. Okay, so good he's out. He's out. Good. Uh, good he's out. He should be fucking murdered. Well, I think, like, that's why he hasn't come back to America. Yeah. Because like, he'll get arrested. Arrested? He should be fucking murdered. I, again, but I don't think they can extradite. Like, it's one of those, it's mm-hmm. one of those rules. Like, it's ridiculous, but... Um, like, yeah, but he made Rosemary's Baby. But, no. Yeah, and then I, Tina made the movie where she kidnaps Roman Plancy's, cuts his dick off, <laughs> feeds it to him, and then kills him. <laughs> uh, let's get to some lighter news. Uh, we like Inbetweeners. That's a pretty good show. Made a couple of good, yeah. made a couple of good movies. Apparently they're doing a reunion season four. Oh, really? Yeah, I think the other day was like the ten year anniversary or something. Um... Yeah, I guess it would have been about the t- 10 years since the first season. And they got together and they said they were like... I mean, it might have been a joke, but it sounds like it seemed pretty serious. They are like, we're working on like new material and stuff. So, even if it's like a special, I'd yeah. be okay with. But mm. um, but that's cool. Like, like the in-betweeners a lot. And like with a lot of shows coming back, it's nice that um, good shows are coming back, I guess. Yeah. Um, we might talk about Arrested Development a little bit later, but... Last week we talked about the trailer for season five. Mm-hmm. Uh, season five. Oh no! Did we talk about the trailer for season five? I think it was the week before, maybe. I can't remember if we talked about I it. I can't or remember not. which week it was, but we definitely did talk. about No, it. we didn't talk about the trailer. Um, we talked about how season four was getting recut, and season five was coming soon. Ah. We'll talk about the trailer tonight. Um, season five is out at the end of the month. It's two weeks away. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, oh, that trailer, I really like. There's some good moments in that as well. Um, do you remember a little movie called Tenacious D on the Pick of Destiny? Uh, yes, I do. Well, it was not very successful, but they're making a sequel. In fact, it's out in October, apparently. Really? Yeah. So late after the first one? Um, well, like, we just talked about, like, um, in between coming back, you know, ten years, well, not ten years, but, like, years later like yeah it's pretty common now like dumb and dumber was made like 20 years later some of them don't work but like i don't know i'm okay with that yeah those two guys like i mean like they're best friends yeah Carl gas and and jack black mm. so they got and a I like, really I, good repertoire i do like that first movie like it's definitely got problems it's not like brilliant cinema but there's enough in there and i like the music in it so yeah the music's really good but i think if they do it low budget as well if they've done it low budget like that's a good way to yeah. do it as well mm. Um, speaking of, uh, movies, um, being made, like, sequels being made way later than they should have been, Bill and Ted 3 is happening. Yeah, I know. It's called Bill and Ted Face the Music. 
Oh, okay. And uh, I guess the idea is like I can't remember if it's in the. I've never seen the second one. Mm, it's terrible. Yeah, I've heard that. I started watching it and I had to stop. I think is it the, at the end of the first one where they find out they wrote the greatest song in the world and brought world peace. But in yeah in yeah in the first one yeah. the music of wild stallions yeah so about the premise of the third one peace. the the premise of the third one is because they knew that was going to happen they never actually got around to writing the song oh. like they just got lazy and like their like yeah. their princess wives like now like working two jobs and they got kids yeah and then they find out like someone comes from the future and is like you have twenty four hours to write the song or the universe is gonna, like, yeah. collapse. Mm. So, uh, I think that's a pretty, like, fun premise, and, like, they both want to do it, like, um, Keanu Reeves is into it, so, that's cool, I'm down, like, I, I guess I should rewatch the first one and give number two a chance, but, um... Ugh, number two's hard. <laughs> that one is hard. Um, but yeah. Why not? Um, number one's definitely the best yeah. one. Um, uh, but I'm keen for three, like, when we... When the reunions work, and the reunions work when people want to do it. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I'm okay with that. And I like the premise, and like, I wonder who they're going like, to get as the new Rufus. Like, will they get you know, like some comedian? Will they get someone in rock and roll? Like, how do you go yeah, about Yeah, maybe they'll get someone in rock and roll. Like maybe like a Gene Simmons? Or, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, there's, yeah. There's plenty of places you could go. Yeah. Um, the, uh, we talked about Brooklyn Nine-Nine being cancelled before. That same day, like literally hours before, they announced that Rick and Morty has some new, uh, like a, a new pickup. Which I know you don't really care; you don't watch the show. Yep. Um, but I was like, cool. Like we, we like season three, like took a while, but we finally got it. We're like, well, when's season four coming? We don't know when it's coming, but Adult Swim has picked up seventy new episodes. Mm. Um, so they haven't really gone into too much detail. Like it might be, you know, t- seven seasons because most seasons are like kind of ten episodes each. Yeah. Or will it be, you know, like, five seasons, there's like 12 episodes each? Or have they bought 70 episodes that they might be like, just give us 70 and we'll choose the ones we like. Mm. Um, so we're not really quite sure what the deal is. Like, TV contracts can be pretty weird. Um, but that's awesome. Like, that is that is confidence in a brand. Yeah. Um, the kind of confidence that Brooklyn Nine-Nine should have been given. Yeah, that's right. Um it's like like South Park. But that's water under the bridge now. Yeah. It's like how South Park is getting picked up like two seasons at a time. And yeah. they're like, you know, when are you going to end the show? Like, we thought we were going to get cancelled after three seasons. So, like, yeah. I can't believe we're still going. Uh, and that brings us to the end of the regular news. So we're going to dive into some comic book stuff. But I'll ease you into the comic book stuff. My first comic book news is kind of... It, it's a bit of both. So Peter Jackson has been in the, in the news recently. Yeah. Uh, in talks to direct... Like, what's his next project going to be? Because Amazon are doing this Lord of the Rings show. Okay. So they're trying to kind of, I guess, seduce him into coming back. Yeah. Um, which to me is kind of like... I think he's done with it. I think yeah. he doesn't and want to go a, back not, to not it. Not in a bad way where I'm like, no, leave no. it alone. But I'm just like, how can you improve on what you've done? Like, I mean, we actually have to go back and rewatch the third Rings movie still. Yeah. But it's just like, I just, I don't know, like he's... Any work he does now is going to be compared to those films. Yeah. And if he makes the show better than the movies, and people are like, oh, don't worry about the movies anymore. Like, those movies are they're just wonderful, so I'd yeah. say leave it alone. The other option he has uh, that he's talked about is moving into doing a film for the DC, like for the DC movie, like the yeah. DC brand, mm. um, which I think I'd be way more interested in, because he could do some... You don't have to do, like, a 
don't get him doing Superman or Batman or anything. Like, get him doing, like, one of their mystical characters. Like, get him to do, like, yeah. Z- Zatanna or Swamp Thing or... Yeah, that'd be cool. Or John Swamp Con- Thing or, would be or cool. Or John Constantine or something. Like, there's so many yeah. cool... Like, because he he's so good with fantasy, like, go into that area of, mm. the, of the DC, you know, the magic and whatnot. So, so I don't know. It's still oily days. He hasn't really chosen... Oily days? I know, I said oily. Like, yeah, it's oily days, <laughs> see? Uh, he hasn't, like, obviously said too much, but he's toying with those two ideas. Um, either way, uh, I, I'm fine. Uh, we were talking about cancelled shows before. Here's another one. Marvel's Inhumans has officially been cancelled. Yeah, apparently it's terrible. Uh, I went and saw the premiere, like when they put the first two episodes together as a movie in IMAX. It was my first mm-hmm. IMAX experience, actually. And it's it's tough. Like, you can just tell. It just reeks of being rushed. You can tell that they were just like, oh, we've got like a month to do, get the show together. So the costumes aren't great. Like, the wigs aren't very good. The effects yeah. aren't very good. Mm. The performances aren't very good. This is the one with the dog, isn't it? Yeah. He was, and like, that was the thing, like, could we go, oh, like, the dog, Lockjaw, he looks good. I was like... I watch a show called Game of Thrones where they do something that's yeah. not real, mm. like a dragon, and mm. it looks real. I know what a dog looks like. Yeah. So if you can't get a dog right, I have yeah. problems with this mm-hmm. show. Like, and it looks fine, but it doesn't look real. So, no surprises there, but at least that's all done and dusted. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, which we all know is coming, starts mm-hmm. shooting next year. Oh, really? Which makes sense, because they're... You know, they've got a 2020 release date. We don't know what the plot is of that one yet. We don't know who's going to be in it. Um, I won't go into any more detail yet because I don't want to spoil Avengers for anyone who hasn't seen it. Yeah. But, like, James Gunn did say the lineup might change, so we might... It, maybe it's the Guardians from... Remember how, like, at the end of the Guardians 2, like, Sylvester Stallone and stuff were there? Yeah, like the original? yeah, that's but right. But maybe that's the Guardians team. Who knows? That's what you said um, a long time ago. I probably did. Um... Uh, DC is launching their big app this year so like because Disney's going to do a streaming service DC going to do their version of streaming service as well yeah um, and they've started developing uh, three different pieces of indiv- uh, original content the first is Titans which is that Teen Titans show we talked yeah. about a little bit mm-hmm. um, the second is they're bringing Young Justice back which was like a kind of um, kind of like Teen Titans actually it was like an animated series um, the third is a Harley Quinn animated series uh, which has been produced by Margot Robbie. So, oh, okay, And she cool. may actually be voicing it as well. Nice. Um, and the last one is maybe, like, the coolest thing out of them. Like, I'm excited about all these things, but this last one it was such a huge surprise. Um, they're doing a Swamp Thing TV series, and it's been developed by James Wan, who is a horror director, and Swamp Thing is a horror property. Nice. Um, and he, But he also, like, is in the process of making Aquaman, which means... DC must be pretty confident with what James Wan is doing. So yep. that's very cool. And Swamp Thing, yeah, like, I haven't read a lot of Swamp Thing stuff, but just that character alone is just such a cool, like, just so different from anything else. Like, you mm. don't really, like, in Marvel, I guess they have Giant Size Man Thing, which sounds way dirtier than Giant Size Man Thing, that's his name. Uh, actually, I think his name is Man Thing, but I think he first appeared in a book called The Giant Size Man oh Thing. Oh my god, like, they can't. <laughs> I know it was done in, like, the 40s and stuff like yeah. that, but I mean, come on. <laughs> like, just smoke a little bit of weed and come up with something imaginative. But yeah, Swamp Thing coming as well. Um, we talked about Teen Titans go to the movies before they've revealed the voice of Batman not Will Arnett he's playing Deathstroke no one we've seen before uh, Jimmy Kimmel is playing Batman oh really which I'm cool with I'm like oh, that's, yeah, that's that cool yeah that would work uh, I like Jimmy Kimmel 
Uh, that Flash movie that they can't seem to get right or can't seem to get made uh, is no longer Flashpoint. So it's not going to be that. Like, it's not, oh, okay. It's not called that anymore. It doesn't have to be doing a time travel arc anymore, which to me makes sense. Yeah. Good. Do Flash Origins. You don't even need to do that much. Just do like his first big adventure. You can set it before Justice League. You can set it after. Like probably before Justice League would be better. Yeah. Um, but either way, like have him like face off against the Rogues or something. Have Captain Cold and Captain Boomerang and so many captains. Yeah. Um, but get like those kind of people in. Like save Reverse Flash for your sequel. Like he's a cool villain, but um, everyone's used to seeing like the opposite as like their first villain. Like we keep like. Iron Man was, you know, Iron Monger. Yeah, like, that's right. Don't do that. Like, like, Reverse Flash is really cool, but, like, don't follow it. Like, just maybe just... it'll be Slow Man. <laughs> well, remember there was that turtle guy or whatever who could, like, warp time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Don't do him. <laughs> don't do him. He is, like, like, that wasn't a very good episode. It was kind of like, oh, no, we need to do a filler episode. I mean, speaking of bad episodes this season, just cannot... Like, I think we're, like, four episodes behind... It's just not good. It's really tough. Yeah. Although the last episode did have that cool moment where they revealed um, the mechanic. Like she was being... Her memory was getting erased. Yeah, liked, that was good. I like that. That was awesome. So there are a couple of good things. Like it's not, yeah. But like for the most part, it's just... It's just oh. um, I didn't hate um, Iris as a Flash as much as I thought I would, though. Cause I was, yeah. But I also... I didn't like how her lightning was purple. Because it's like... Just because she's black, <laughs> I lightning is purple. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm not going there, but maybe who knows? No, but do you know how like yeah. there always tends to be connected to African Americans? Always tends to be connected with the young color purple, yeah, sort of thing. Um, I mean, maybe she requested it. Maybe she was like, maybe yeah, like, maybe she did. Um, but I also, I'm just so over Iris. Like Iris, like they should have killed her in season three. Like she's just not bringing anything for me more. They can't kill her because, like, then then. Barry wouldn't be the Flash. He'd be, like, the Hermit. Yeah, I understand. And, like, Iris is, like, pretty... Like, Iris is kind of important in the comics, but, like, all the comics I've read, she's more just, like... She's literally there to be Barry's... Yeah, she's just a side character. She's there to be Barry's wife and then, like, the grandmother of Kid Flash and stuff. Like, in the comics, yeah. it's a little bit different. But to me, it's just, like... I mean, okay, like, killer in childbirth. Like, get... Oh, my God... I just can't... I'm sorry. Like, I just cannot stand her character anymore. I think Candace Patton's wonderful. I think she does a really good job. But you've either got to write her better... Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's the way that she's written. Write her better or get rid of her. Like, yeah. she's just... She's just a drag. Like, and that's what The Flash doesn't need. Like, he needs something that's going to make him faster, not slow down. Huh. Um, alrighty. Shazam! That's the word you say when you turn into Shazam. Um, that film has wrapped... They're about in, entering post-production. So that's cool. I'm in. I'm looking forward to that one. Looking forward to most of them, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, but Zachary, Zachary Levi's in it, so that's Who's cool. Who's that? Um, he was Chuck. Um, he was also not in the first Thor movie, but you know the Warriors? Like his warrior friends? Oh, uh, yeah. He was like the good-looking one. The blonde one. Yeah. Yeah. He played him in The Dark World and very yeah, briefly yeah, yeah. in Ragnarok. Mm. Um, he's been in other stuff as well. He was in like the Heroes reboot, which I didn't watch, but... Um, but he's fun. I've liked him and stuff. Mm. Um, they released a new trailer for Luke Cage, um, and it was really good, and they revealed Misty Knight. I'm saying all these words that you don't know what they mean at the moment, but um, she's like a detective. Oh, okay. And she finally has a metal arm, and that was cool. So I liked that. Uh, Miss Marvel, your favourite 
uh, superhero, the um, stretchy one. Yes, I know. Uh, she's getting, well, it's not confirmed, but there have been talks that, like, in these 20 proposed Marvel movies coming forth, uh, she's going to hit the big screen. Like, they're not saving her for TV. They're going to give her her own, like, if they're going to do her, they're going to do her in a movie. Oh, so, okay, cool. Which is cool. Like, she's a, an Arabic character, which is which is cool. Like, Marvel, Marvel are really doing well with diversity and stuff. Yeah. Um, she's a teenage girl. Mm. Um, I mean, we might get her before we get the Fantastic Four, which means... She I'd would... rather watch her over Fantastic Four. Oh, I don't know. Fantastic Four are pretty good too. Um, but that's cool. Like, hopefully they will go with it. And now that we're hitting, like, based on the way these movies are, we're leaving Earth behind a little bit and going into the more cosmic. So it'd be good to have... Actually, what I want now is I want her to meet Spider-Man. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, as much that'd as I awesome. wanted Spider-Man and Shuri to meet, like, mm. I would like her. Like, that's cool, because they're both kind of ground-level, like, teenage superheroes yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's right. I don't know who you cast. I reckon they'd both give each other a run for their money. Yeah, I don't know who you cast, because I'm just not familiar with a lot of the a lot of young Arabic actors and actresses, mm. but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. That's cool. Uh, three last bits of news. Um, James Gunn has revealed... Uh, something from Infinity War Infinity War obviously you know what spoilers for the next like two minutes spoilers um okay two minutes starts now um so at the end when everyone is disappearing yeah um Groot looks over to Rocket um and says I am Groot and people are like oh you know what does what was Groot saying like cause you know we know that I am Groot obviously is translated something yeah and you reveal it and it's heartbreaking oh god he what look, is it he looks at because he looks at Rocket yeah. and he says dad uh, and then he goes away and it's so crushing like it's uh, really it's um but also like that's beautiful oh like, my god I'm gonna start crying it, that's such a like I really like that they put thought into it like James Gunn was actually brought in as a consultant to do yeah um you know, all the dialogue and, and whatnot, so... Uh, and, like, kind of helped shape the character. So that's cool. Like, it's sad, but that's cool. Because also, if you think about what Groot's like in that movie... Yeah. Kind of a jerk most of the time. Like, yeah. he only gets up and does something once, and that's when he puts <laughs> the hammer together. And then when he puts his roots in the ground, and mm. his Groot's in the ground, yeah. and uh, attacks Thanos. Um, okay, that's in the spoiler talk. We only did it for, like, a minute. So... Sorry, everyone who skipped ahead two minutes. Everyone who's listening to this has seen Infinity War by now. Speaking of Infinity War, guess what? It made over a billion dollars. Wow. It's uh, the quickest movie to ever hit a billion dollars. It just opened in China. The last time I checked, it was like $1.25 billion and still climbing. So yeah. um, we're definitely contributors to that. I've, I've seen it three times. You've seen it twice. So um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Good on them for making money. And, like, they'll hold the record for about a year until Avengers 4 comes out because everyone wants to know what happens next. Yeah, that's right. Uh, my last little bit of news is going to take a little bit of time. Not, not too much time, but uh, I've got to go to another page and read it. So, this is more under the rumor file thing, but someone, an insider, which you love insiders, um, has revealed um, some information they've heard about the Batman movie. So, all of this is to be taken with a grain of salt, but these are some things that we've heard. Um, well, like, not just Batman movie, but, like, Batman-associated properties. So, the first thing is about Suicide Squad 2. Apparently, that uh, whilst they haven't changed the casting for Deadshot, Killer Croc, Katana, and Harley, uh, or Joker, they're changing some things, changing their looks. So, for example, Joker's face tattoo is going to be going away. 
then yeah. make him look a little bit more traditional. Probably take, take a lot of his tattoos and weapons down to it. But he's going to keep his fake teeth because Batman gave him an elbow to the face or whatever. So he's going to change yeah. the looks up a little bit so they're not so... Um, Gangster. Hot topic. Yeah. Uh, which is good. That's cool. Like, And I don't mind. Like, people are like, oh, it's not canon. I don't care. Like, That's mm. fine. I don't want you to change this. I mean, if you have to... Re- like, people talk about recasting Affleck. I've come to terms with that. Yeah. Um... Uh, apparently, uh, Affleck hasn't been mentioned at all. The guy who's doing the Batman film hasn't actually cast anyone yet. He hasn't revealed any more information. He's just like, I'm just writing the movie at the moment. It'd be great if Ben was involved. If not, it'd be great if Jake Gyllenhaal was involved. But at the moment, I'm just writing Batman, and we'll figure it out. So, yeah. as far as we know, that is the story of Batman. Um, apparently, he wants to keep it uh, grounded, but not as grounded as the Chris Nolan ones. He wants to try and keep it more serious and detective, but he still wants to work with fantasy, which is cool. Yeah. Um, apparently there's concept art for, uh, characters, uh, costumes and, and villains. So there's been a concept art for a female Robin. Oh, cool. cool. Um, uh, there is a female Robin in the comics and it's Carrie Kelly. She's great. Um, apparently there's a military style bat suit, which maybe, oh, okay. uh, not quite kind of somewhere in between, I guess, between the justice league one. And the armory war against Superman. Yeah. And apparently there's uh, concept art for Two-Face, Penguin, Riddler, and Victor Zaz, who's the guy who, like, um, yeah. cuts himself. And apparently, um, the basis they've used for Penguin, um, they've been modelling him after they've taken the face of Richard Armitage, who played Thorin in Hobbit, like the main dwarf. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's not saying that he's going to play the Penguin, but that's the look they're going for. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's uh, all the Batman news. There's not a whole lot, but there's a, a few little things. So that's cool. Like, it's nice that they're... It, it, that's true. That's awesome. And if mm. not, like, we'll find out eventually. Like, DC will eventually make another Batman movie yeah. at some point. Um, that is all the news. Finally. Yeah, it was a lot of news. My God, you got to figure out a way to condense that. Because this is like... Half an hour. Half an hour. I told you there was a lot news. of news. We haven't, like, spoken about news. Like, if we had it recorded on Wednesday... Half of this news would have been up there. That's just how the show works. Uh, I've got nothing to review this week. I haven't watched any movies. I have something to review this week. Rocket review. Well, I mean, we've got something. We can talk about something. But yeah, rocket review. So I had to take an extra uh, this oh, week as yeah. a class, and um, the teacher left behind the movie because it was Year Eleven Media, and the teacher left behind the movie Red Dog. Mm. And I never watched Red Dog because I didn't want to cry. I think you just thought it was stupid. I, originally it was that, and then yeah. it turned into I don't want to watch it because I don't want to cry. Mm. Well, I had to watch it now, didn't I? Mm. And so guess what happened? You cried. I cried like a baby in front of an entire class of Year 11s. Mm. Were they crying as well? Some of them were. Yeah, that's okay. Um... Oh my god, that movie is like a dagger in your heart that gets twisted. Mm. I, to be fair, like I don't know how well I'm going to be able to review this because I didn't actually watch a lot of it. Like I avoided watching it. Like I was looking down on my laptop a lot of the time. Mm. Um, but I tell you what, it's got a freaking amazing soundtrack. Oh really? Yeah, like the opening song is Evie. Oh nice. And like it's got like all these awesome songs in it like really classic 70s songs that mm. really really work well 
Um, it's actually also really funny. Mm. Um, I can see why it's, you know, like a heartwarming Australiana kind of movie, mm. and it absolutely is that. But, oh my god, it's just a dagger in your heart. If you have dogs, or you love dogs, don't watch this movie. Must love dogs. Just don't. Just watch Air Bud or something like that. Don't watch Red Dog Lucky because you'll up. just like, yeah, you'll just like be a mess for the mm. rest of the day. And the thing is, it was like the first thing in the morning as well. So the rest of the day, I was just like, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was quite good. The editing was actually really, really good. Mm. Um, like the title cards and stuff like that's really good. Um, it's, it's very bittersweet, extremely bittersweet. Mm. And, uh, I would not make you watch it because I think you would, you would cry as much as I did. Mm. I don't think I cried. No, no, I probably cried as much as I did with Paddington too. That's a lot. It was a lot of crying. Mm. I had to literally like at one point put my laptop down and like pretend that I had left the room just so I could like wipe away my tears and freaking like get a hold of myself. Yeah. And then when I finally got a hold of myself, like 20 minutes later, I ended up crying again. Yeah. It's horrible. There you go. Ruined my makeup for Mm. the day. Um, I just remembered another bit of news. Uh, Oh, I got to rate this though. Oh, rate it. Um, I'm going to rate it out of, um, Tears. <laughs> I'm gonna rate it out of. Um, I think it's Lord Nelson statues. Sure. Um, I'm gonna give it. I don't know whether I should give it a high number or a low number because I don't like the fact that it made me cry. I'm gonna give it I a like seven and a half. Seven and a half out of ten. Yep, I'm gonna give it a seven and a half out of ten. I, I really like crying in movies, like. It's very, um... I don't, when you're sitting in front of a room of 17-year-olds... Yeah, I guess, but, like, some of them were crying as well. Like, it's not like they're like, why were you crying? Like, you get it. Yeah. Um, I find it very cathartic. I like to cry in movies. Mm. Uh, last year, I think I cried at, like, 40 movies we, we discovered. Um, there's a John Green book getting adapted into a film. That's what I forgot to oh, say. Oh, is it Turtles All the Way Down? No, it's an older one. Oh, it... Looking for Alaska. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. I love Looking for Alaska. I already, I think I already knew that. Yeah, it broke this week, like the news did. So. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I couldn't remember because I was thinking of like Yeah, no, that's really, really old news because he was talking about that like on his Instagram uh, ages he... ago. Maybe he was just like, oh, I hope it's going to happen because, yeah, like, officially broke this week. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no, if... That that would be a really good movie because that's a really good book. Yeah. That's one of his best ones, I reckon. That's a really, really good book. Nice. Um, so the one thing I guess we can review, and it's only early days, so we don't have a lot to go on, but uh, we started watching Season 4 Remix of Arrested Development. Mm. Last week we talked about how they were releasing it, like they recut it all, they made it sh- like... Shorter episodes and integrated the storylines a whole lot better. We're two and a half episodes in. Um, we were watching the third episode when we realised we should be recording. Uh-huh. Um, I'm I'm into it. Yeah, I'm really into I'm it. I'm enjoying it way more. Like mm. it's still it's look it's not the first three seasons and like nothing will ever be the first three seasons. Like, yeah, you can like, It's so hard to capture lighting, lightning in a bottle um, and then to try and do it twice is it's just tough. But it's way funny that I remember like yeah. And I think yeah like. By, Cutting it down to 22 minutes, although 
it does feel a bit jarring because you know, like, it feels like there should be more to the episode. Yeah, it does. Um, but that's, I'll take that. Like, the recut works, I think, for the most part. Works better than the other. The but... jokes seem to be landing better. Yes, mm. as well. There's some really good stuff in there. <laughs> that I can't remember what I laughed at in this last episode, but the first one was. Hello, darkness, my old friend. There's, oh, I think when Job is Jesus. Yeah. That was really good. Uh, but the first episode, how they explain Michael Sarah's age jump, is great as well. Yeah. So, um, if you watched season four and you didn't like it, give it another whirl. And if you never watched season four because you heard it wasn't very good, give it a chance, man. Like, it, look, it's gonna pale in comparison to the first three seasons, but. Like, yeah, so far, so, we look at early days, but so far, so good. Mm. Uh, and that's, uh, I'm not going to give it a score because... Oh, we haven't even finished it yet, Yeah, exactly, so. but on the right track. And I'll, hopefully we'll finish it in time for season five, which drops in a couple of weeks, so... Um, and there's more coming out as well, like, next, this week is Deadpool 2, and the week after that yeah. is Solo, so... Mm. Which is so weird to me, because I'm like, no, it's not Christmas yet. Yeah, Star Wars, not Christmas, <laughs> yeah. what are they talking about? Um... Which is weird, because I think the original, like the prequel trilogy was more mid-year. I think that was Christmas time. I think that was more of a... Was it? I don't remember. I think it was. I remember going, yeah, I feel like at least the two and three were. I never went. I saw Phantom Menace on DVD, so... Yeah. Uh, that is all the reviews. So now it's time for the most rubbishy themed topic. We don't have any rubbish for our... Uh, you want me to get some? That's alright. What could... Oh, there's a receipt right over there, on that... There, that'll do. That'll do. You okay? Yeah. What could this rubbish be? It's trailer trash. <laughs> we should get a soundboard. No, it's authentic and it's different every single week. It's real it makes trash. makes it unique. Um, it's artesian. I've only got two trailers... It's bespoke. To talk about the first one, I'll mention briefly. Uh, I already mentioned once. Luke Cage season two uh, dropped. Really good. Really enjoyed it. Um, great hip hop soundtrack again. I mentioned Misty Knight's Robot Arm already. Um, yeah, I like the fact that Luke Cage has some swagger this time. Like in the first season during the Defenders, he kind of didn't really want to be a hero. He's like, look, I just want to be just a normal guy with an illness, and that happens to be that I'm bulletproof. But I just yeah. want to deal with this. But now, like, everyone loves him and they're making t-shirts and stuff, so he's kind of a bit of a celebrity. Mm. Um, so I really like that in the trailer. Um, and uh, apparently they're addressing the problems of season one, which was that it just didn't quite flow properly. Like, they had two villains instead of one. And so, like, first half was one villain, second half was another villain. Just the second villain wasn't very good. Um, the first villain was excellent. So uh, looking forward to Luke Cage. That being said, still haven't watched season two of Jessica Jones. Yeah, no, still, no, we haven't done that. Still haven't watched like, season two of... Series of Unfortunate Events. So there's yeah. so much stuff. Um, and the other trailer we watched, I mentioned briefly before as well, was the Season 5 of Arrested Development trailer. And I really liked the Season 5 trailer. How did you feel about it? Um, I really liked it too. Um, I can't really remember there what are, happens in it. There are a couple of moments that made me laugh. Because they're making a... Well, Lindsay's running for... That's right. Lindsay's running for president. I don't... I don't or, president. Um, president, like, like um, councillor or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and the Blues are like do, running like a fundraiser or whatever to award themselves Family of the Year. Yeah. Because uh, I love that moment where Joe's like the month. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just starts swearing. Um, and the mo- other moment that I remember is George Michael's muscle suit. Oh which yeah. It's all like fat and booby. Um, and maybe he's got grey hair. Which I'm okay with. I actually. But then maybe he's also seen like. 
dressed up as an old lady, so clearly that grey hair's a wig. Yeah. I don't like the grey hair. Um, My reaction was the exact same as Michael said. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, I didn't mind that colour on her. I'm not saying that the wig is very good, but I was like, oh, like, she can pull off grey. Mm. Um, but I mean, look, I love Arrested Development. We just talked about, you know, season four. I'll always give it a chance because it's so, like, when it hits, it just hits so well. Yeah. Uh, well, those first three seasons are like my favourite, maybe one of my favourite sitcoms of all time, so. Um, and season four is back on track, and yeah, so I'm down. I'm looking forward to season five. Mm. Alright. You're not going to believe it. We have a topic this week that's we not do. comic book related. We're, comics are always going to be in the news and the discussion, and when Nick gets back, we'll probably pick up a little bit again just to hear his Avengers stuff. We're going to try and. Put it in the back seat for a little bit. Try and talk about some other things. Let other people choose topics. Like, that was the big thing. And the good thing is, there's no other real big landmark comic book movies for the rest of the year. Like, we will... Yeah. Well, there are a couple of movies, but it's not we're like, we must watch every single movie and talk about it. And, like, next year when this Avengers 4 comes out, I'm not like, we should watch every single movie. Like, yeah. we did that. We don't need to do that again. I might do that by myself. Um, well, you know what? The topic this week was your choice, so why don't you tell us what it is? Alright, so the topic of this week is... Drum roll, please. It is uh, top five splinches in the Harry Potter series. And now and what so, is a splinch? So a splinch um, in the Harry Potter... I'll give you the real term and then I'll give you the term in terms of the podcast. So a splinch in Harry Potter is when you apparate and you don't apparate correctly and you leave a part of yourself behind um, from the place that you are disapparating to and between the place that you are apparating to. Um, so in terms of the podcast, it is top five issues that we have with the Harry Potter series, things that the Harry Potter series has left behind, things that the Harry Potter series has messed up, things that the Harry Potter movie series um, has not done as good well, as the Well, I guess like the series. simplest way to put it is, I guess, Splinch is if you poorly execute an yes. apparition. So, so just poorly, poorly, execution. Ex- poorly executed parts of the Harry Potter movie series as opposed to the book series. Now, I will say this. Like, I had way more ideas in my head mm. um, for honourable mentions, and I didn't write them down. And then we end up talking about... Like, ironically, we were at a party yesterday. We were talking about this. just happened to start talking about it with, uh, with a guest there. I was like, oh, I should write this down. I didn't. So I have my top five, and I have one honourable mention. But hopefully, I have two honourable mentions. Hopefully the discussion will make yeah. me think of other things. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. You know, there's, a, there's a lot of issues with the Harry Potter movies coming from a Harry Potter fan. Um, Alright, so who's going to start off? Um, we can go ladies first, it's your topic, cool. if you'd like to hit, lead the charge. We, there might be some crossover as well. Yes, um, absolutely. So we'll see how we go. Alright, so my number five is Crazy Dumbledore. Crazy Dumbledore. Crazy Dumbledore. Which is Crazy Dumbledore? Crazy Dumbledore is Michael Gambon. Oh, I like Michael Gambon. I like, oh no, I like him too. I like him better than Richard Harris. Richard Harris doesn't understand the character of Dumbledore. It's like, well, Richard Harris I know from, like, interviews that Richard mm. Harris did before he died. Richard Harris literally didn't read the books. Yeah. I Honestly, I think Richard Harris makes sense as Dumbledore for those first two movies. Because after, like, from three onwards, Dumbledore becomes a bit more of a... 
he gets a little bit more colourful. Like, yes. he has more to do. So I can see why they cast him in this person. But could you imagine him doing, you know, some of the stuff, like, later on with Michael Gambon, you know? Well, the thing is that I think Richard Harris is just too... Old? Uh, too old. Yeah. He's too frail as Dumbledore, even in Philosopher's Stone and, and Prisoner of Azkaban. No, the issue that I have with crazy Dumbledore mm. is he is so, like... So bonkers. And Dumbledore, to be fair, in the book series, is bonkers mm. because he lets Harry do all this stuff that he shouldn't mm. because Harry might die. He lets things happen in the school that he shouldn't because other students might die. But that being said, like, put that aside. We know that Dumbledore is a flawed and frustrating character. Mm. But, like, Michael Gambon's presentation of him is so bizarre. One movie, he's, like, calm and collected and, Harry, you must do this. Mm. And then the next minute, he's like, Good Oh, night. I put on a funny voice. Good yeah. night. Good luck. <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. And how love, light can be only in darkness and yeah. da-da-da. And he's, he's like, just like, what the hell is going on? And then, like, the next movie, he's like, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? And then the next movie, he's like, I'm Dumbledore again. I feel like... And it's like he can't get the character down right from movie to movie. I mean, I think also, and I'm certainly not defending, I'm not like debunking your thing, because I do agree, it's definitely erratic. I think it also happened, it's because, you know, from three through to the end, it's different directors, like three, like Alfonso Cuaron wanted all this sort of stuff. Yes. And he was very erratic. Mm -hmm. And then you get Mike Newell. Was it Mike Newell? Yeah, before? I think so, yeah. And his... I mean, like, the less said about that movie, the better, really. <laughs> and then David Yates comes in, and David Yates, I think, did the best films, aside from the first two. But, like, that's when you see more consistency. It's the first time you really see consistency in Dumbledore. Yeah. Um, but again, I think you have a lot of directing styles mm -hmm. coming as well. Um, but I do agree. But the thing is, He's kind like... of like Yoda in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yes. He's like... Ah! <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Then... And then Yoda, at the end of the series, is like this calm and collected... So, so you're like, what the hell is going on? Like, but the thing is, it doesn't just come down to the direction because Michael Gambon should have an understanding of how he's presenting his character. So I don't know if he read the books or not. I don't know what his perception of Dumbledore is. Mm. But I don't think... I, I feel like every single time we watch a new Harry Potter movie... We get a new Dumbledore. We get a new Dumbledore and he's just wearing the same clothes. Yeah. So that's my first issue. But Crazy you, Dumbledore. You have to admit, he's got style. Yes, he's got style. Uh, my first, and like these are in no particular order. Like I couldn't really think of like... Mine are in order. Um, I'm going to start with the misinterpretation of the ghost characters. In particular, the Bloody Baron. <laughs> like, first of all... Like, first of all... First of all, like, ghosts are important. Ooh. Like, ghosts are important in the Harry Potter books. Like, they're in every they're in every book. Like, yeah. Nelly Headless Nick is only seen in one movie. He's never used oh, again. Mary. Um, the Fat Friar. Like, Fat Friar's not seen much. And I think that probably is actually pretty accurate to what the Fat Friar's like. Yes. But like, the Bloody Baron, for example, like, <laughs> everyone's so excited. Like, oh, look, it's the Bloody Baron. It's like, oh, it's the Bloody Baron. <laughs> he's, like, using his... The swashbuckling. But, like... Yeah, he looks ridiculous. Like in 
The bloody Baron is supposed to be covered in blood, which and I understand. Like sunken features. I understand and why they didn't. Terrifying. I understand why they didn't cover him in blood. Like, I get that. Yeah, but he, he's supposed to at least, like, at least make him look like I don't. I haven't seen Rocky Horror Picture Show, but you know the guy, the bald guy with the long hair. Yeah. Yeah. At yeah, least yeah, make yeah. him look like that guy. Yeah, definitely. Um, or you could cover. Like, you just make him look like he's covered in. Like a liquid. Well, he's supposed to be to have chains as well. So yeah. that's like a very, a very stereotypical trope of a ghost. Yeah. Like the chains. Do that. Is that a ghost don't or is that a ghoul? Like, don't make it King Charles the Second with yeah. this, with a fencing that sword. wig and everything. Yeah. Um. As much as uh, and again, like I think those first two in particular do a lot right, a lot more than they get credit for. Um, they do a re- some really good world building. Which is so funny because they're the two that people hate the most. I think because stylistically they're very different. I think because people are like, they're just word for word the books. But that's what you want. Yeah. And or else like, then you get some shit like number four and number five. Well, like when you get to... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you just put in your glass? Um, when you get to the later movies and when you get to my later... Peeves with these movies. Um, ah, that, nah, that, nah, that, nah. that wasn't meant to be a clue or anything. When you, the issues I have with the movies, you'll see, like, because they weren't treated the same way the first two were, the first two, because they're so strictly adapted for the most part, mm. like, the world building's there, and, like, like, oh, yeah, I can see it all, I understand, even if the ghosts were wrong. But, like, later on, some issues would be like, oh, it's because they started to abandon that, just tried to make, like, entertaining movies. And, like, they are entertaining movies. Yeah. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you, pardon me. But there are definitely problems with those movies. Um, yeah. So the ghosts is my first, my first concern. Your the, first split. The lack of ghosts in all movies after the first one, really, but also the way the ghosts are portrayed is, for the most part, incorrect. Isn't there a fourth ghost? Or is that the Grey Lady? Is she the fourth? That's ghost? the Grey Lady. She yeah. comes up in number seven. Yeah. Um, okay, so my number four is the lack of spew. Yes, I mm. oh, I almost wrote this down, and then I couldn't remember if it was in there or not. I was like, trying to remember. It is not. Because it's in the fourth movie, and the fourth movie I probably watched the least. Mm. Um, so, just to clarify, Spew, we're not talking about Vomit, we're talking about the Society for the Protection of Elfish Welfare, mm. which is what Hermione comes up with when she discovers that um, house elves are basically slaves. Not basically, they are slaves. Um, and so there is an extreme... Well, are Disconnect? they slaves? Yes, they are. Because, I mean, I look... They I'm, need to be freed. I understand that. I do yeah. understand that, but... Um, if you think of it... Like, look, I... I, d- I know what you're going to say. And I know how I'm going to counteract it. No, no, because um, I assume you think I'm going to say, well, that's what house are for. Like, they're no, bred for that. that's not what I thought well, you were Well, the thing say. is, like, w- w- if you have to use Dobby as an example, because he's our way in. Mm. And his thing is, like, you know, he doesn't... He doesn't, he isn't, like, he isn't so, I think he has a hat, because he, he wears clothes, he wears, like, he's considered, like, an embarrassment to house elves, because he yeah. doesn't walk around with clothes, but, um, Dumbledore was like, you know, I'll pay you, you know, I'll, I'll yeah. give you money, like, if you want, or if you don't want to do it, don't do it, if you want to call me a barmy old codger, like, I think maybe in the foundations of Hogwarts, in the beginning of Hogwarts, they were probably treated the way every other family is, but I think under the reign of Dumbledore, and... But they're still slaves. Just because they're treated better off... No, no, but... ...doesn't my, mean that they're not but, but slaves. But I think, like... But the other thing is, like, because that... Because that's their purpose, and I feel like... it's t- Well... No, 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 because that... Literally, they're called house elves. Like, in the world that J.K. Rowling has set up... Just, just let me finish my point, and then we'll get to your thing. 
Like, the way she set it up is that that's all they've ever known. But, you do have that movement with Dobby, like, if they could understand that freedom is better, then they would take it. And Dumbledore does offer that freedom. He's like, if you want it, like, if you don't want it, like, you don't have to. The problem is it's so ingrained in their heads from centuries of being slaves that they consider it a point of pride. Like, if we're not, if we're not working for a wizard, then what are we good for? Yes. Which means that they're slaves. Because the thing is, is that um, we don't know what house elves were before they were slaves. Mm. So were they created to be slaves? Or were they a race of beings that mm. then became enslaved because they were easily manipulated by wizards? Yeah. And then through generations and generations and generations of it, it, it becomes this ingrained mindset culture. I mean, look, that... And the fear of freedom. I mean, look, that would have been better than Cursed Child, but they gave us Cursed Child instead, yeah. like... But there's... Because that's the thing, like, they, um, they talk... Like, I'm listening to this podcast at the moment, the Quibbler podcast, and they, they're talking about this at the moment, mm. and they mentioned something really interesting. They said, um, after, like, um, once, once something gets institutionalized for a while, it just becomes the norm, mm. and then people get really... They feel really shocked, and they feel really, like, affronted when there's a change to that. Mm. And apparently, something similar to this happened in, like, the Soviet Union, and for like the longest time, people were working and not getting paid for it. Yeah. And then communism—not uh, communism—capitalism comes in, and the capitalists go, "You know, this is the work that you got to do, and this is this is the money that you get paid for it because it's that's what's right. You know, yeah. you get paid for, you get given money for the work that you do. And some of them were like, "Oh, this is awesome because now I can buy buy blue jeans and all this kind of stuff like that." And the other ones are like, "Um, this is." weird and I, I I take offense to this mm. because that's not what I ever like was seeking from yeah. doing a job um, but yeah it's absolutely slavery because yeah. they don't have the freedom to do anything outside of what their masters tell them to do yeah as a species overall the, the Hogwarts ones I think they they really could have the freedom they but just they're still don't under have I understand that, but I think like the problem isn't with Dumbledore. The problem is that they don't know how to seek freedom and see it, and like they don't understand that freedom is a good thing. But it's this. It's it's like I mean, if we pull the analogy of mm. like black slavery mm. in America, right? The only difference between a horrible slave owner who beats his workers mm. and a nice slave owner who gives his workers like fresh food and clothes and money and stuff like that. Mm. The only difference is that one is nice and the other is mean. They're still slave owners and they still own slaves. And at yeah. the end of the day, that, sla- that person, that being, can't do anything of their own free will unless their master tells them to. Like, tells them to. So the only difference between Dumbledore and the Malfoys is that the Malfoys beat Dobby and Dumbledore doesn't. It's. I think there's like more layers to it. Like I do agree. I do agree with you. But my other thing is like again, and it comes down to the breeding of housewives, but so ingrained into their minds. Like if Dumbledore was like, "Oh, I'm just going to hire like witches." Like, well, yeah. Why can't? Why? Why does the? If Dumbledore is so 
advanced for his thought process, why has he even hired house elves at all? Why hasn't it always from the beginning been for a beginning of Dumbledore's reign as headmaster? Why why didn't he like obviously the house elves have been there since before Dumbledore. Mm. When Dumbledore became headmaster, why didn't he just go, Oh, you know what? I'm not gonna allow this to happen. Mm. Instead of all these house elves um, can go to. Oh, I'm not going to hire mm. them. Like I mean, they put them out of a job, but I'm not going to hire them because I'm not going to stand for that. So instead, I'll hire all these witches and wizards who are well, going to do it. Well, I instead. got two theories. The first is look what happened to Winky. She became an alcoholic. Like that was her reaction to being free. She was like, "What do you mean? I don't want to be free, so I'm going to try and drink myself to death." Mm. Uh, and the other thing is like maybe it's one of those things that's not necessarily in his power. Like we don't know. We don't know about the board. Maybe of ed- it's the magic that's held inside the. Well, not even that. Like we don't know about the magic board of education. We mm. don't know about like the government ruling. Like maybe they're like yeah. no, like legally. You, know, you sco- have to. Yeah. School lunches must be made by yeah, Hazel. Like, yeah, yeah. do you know Something what I mean? Like, like yeah. Um, I think there's more to it, and mm. I mean, look, I'm kind of glad it wasn't included in the book because it wants to read about like the education, <laughs> yeah, the Ministry of Education of Magic and, and all that sort of stuff. But I think there's more to. I honestly think that the fact that Dumbledore was like. Oh, Dumbledore's complicated. He's a complicated character. We know this and we learn more. Like As we go on, especially into that last book, we know how complicated he is. Like He's not such a nice guy. Like He's got some, some dark secrets and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like to believe that even with his issues and the, the bad decisions he's made, he's good at heart. Yeah. Because he also like was the kind of... Like, he's the one who like, would bring himself to like Dobby's level and stuff. Like, yeah. Tra- so I think there's more to it. I don't think it's like necessarily Dumbledore just being like, whatevs. Or maybe it's a J.K. Rowling mistake. Like maybe she just, you know. No, I think the issue is that I think what she's trying to point out and what she points out through Hermione is that you can't just, you can't just say, hey, freedom's better. You guys should be free. And that's what she points out with Winky as well. Mm. I think what she's trying to say is at the end of the day, you need to change the root cause. And the root cause is the mindset. Yeah. You've got to change the perception, both for wizards and for the house elves. Yeah. Um, in order to affect real change. But, um, basically, what I'm coming down to in terms of the movie is that lack of spew... That lack of spew really kind of just... And obviously, this is the reason why there isn't spew in there. Because, like, the conversation that we just had, Mm. like, took, what, like, ten minutes Mm. to put that into the movie and explain it would take a lot of time. But the thing is, like, because spew isn't in there, like, it sort of makes when Dobby is present in number two and then when Dobby and Creature are present in, like, number seven. Mm. It's kind of just, like, this throwaway thing. And you you know that there's, like, as a reader of the book, you know that there's more levels to it. There's mm. more, like, depth underneath that. And you want to get to that, but, like, you just can't But in mm. the movie, when you watch the movies. And that's just a shame. I think it would be nice to see that we, that we, we get to see that Hermione is... You know, fighting for something, fighting for the rights. Instead, all she ends up doing is, in that, especially in number four, um, where Spew takes place, for the most part, um, she just ends up, like, mothering Ron the whole time. Mm. You know, put some clothes on, wake up, Ron. Yeah. You know, ask me to the ball and 
go to bed and yeah. all that sort of stuff like that. And it's like, I would have loved to have seen her do more with her spew stuff. Yeah, definitely. Four. What's your number four? Uh, mine is, uh, actually ties into this a little bit, uh, it's the cutting of, or the omission of what I would consider necessary characters. So, first one on that list is Winky. Like, Winky is a necessary character. Yeah. Like, uh, like that's one of the reasons why we didn't have the spew storyline, because you can't have it without Winky. Yes. Like, you need that. Um, Winky's a very important part, and like, there's a, like we also don't get we only get Dobby twice in the movies. Yep. We get him in number two, we get him in number seven. But really, Dobby's throughout the films like he's yep. in number he's like he's a big presence in number four in particular. Yep. Um, and tying into Winky, we also lose Ludo Bagman, who's got a really like big role in the fourth. So this is actually my number two. And um, uh, have you also got a third character that you're going to mention? I've got, I got, got yep. more characters as well. Mm. But Ludo Bagman also has a big role yep. in number four. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, ties into the the tri wizard gold and stuff at the yeah. end. Um, ties into the wizard wizard wizard. Ties into a lot of stuff. Yeah, ties into a lot of stuff. Ties into Barty Crouch. Yeah. Um, and then of course we also in the first movie I mentioned it before. I threw a pun. Uh, Peeves we yeah. don't get. He was we cast. They yeah. shot stuff with him as well. Yeah. Um, it was Rick Mile, um, the guy who is from uh, he's from the Young Ones. Yeah. Uh, Drop Dead Fred. A whole mm. bunch of stuff. Uh, would have been a great peeves actually. We never got him, and we also didn't get Sakadigan or Sakadagan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, they mm-hmm. cast him. It was Paul Whitehouse from the Fast Show. Yeah. Um, but we didn't get him. So those are some characters, and I guess Sakadigan or Sakadagan is less necessary. Mm. But like peeves, like I think peeves is an integral part to the for all the, in every single. Like book. he's part of the Battle of Hogwarts, yeah. but also like he really adds some depth to Moaning Myrtle. Like Moaning Myrtle. Mm. Such a tough character, especially in those movies. Like just such, just not enjoyable at all. Mm. But he brings some comedy to it, and also brings some sympathy to her as well. Because yeah. like, he's always like making fun of her, yes, spotty, spotty Myrtle, and all this stuff, and throwing like things at her, mm. and gives her some death. But in these, it's just like a forty-year-old woman doing a baby voice, and she looks like Harry. No, like, she's not doing a baby voice. That's her voice. That's what it is her voice. Mm. But like, well, a forty-year-old with a baby voice who looks like Harry. Like she yeah. looks like girl Harry, and it's tough. You want to know something interesting about Peeves? Sure. So apparently poltergeists are created through, like, teenage energy and teenage angst and stuff like that. And if you actually notice throughout the books, whenever Peeves pops up is when Harry's feeling most strength. Uh, stressed and like anxious and all that sort of stuff like that and because there's so many teenagers in Hogwarts all together like being stressed about work and relationships and stuff like that that's how Peeves like has come about yeah Um, so yeah that's really interesting it's like you know when he's trying to learn how to do Accio for the broomstick in number four Mm. you know and then Peeves like shows up and thinks that Harry wants things chucked at him so he starts chucking things at him Mm. sort of thing like that um, okay, so my number three is, I'm like, I don't have an issue, oh, maybe I do. Okay, so my number three is Ginny. It's just Ginny. Mm. In the books, Ginny is fierce. fierce. Mm. She slays it. She, A, she is like... Totally hot, totally popular. She's got all these boys running after her, and she don't give an f about nothing. Like Ron's, like 
I don't want people thinking my sisters are... And she's like, what exactly? Like, yeah. what What the fuck do you... What, don't, like, I don't give a shit. Mm. So, like, why would you fucking give a shit? I so actually... Like I'll say this. I actually don't mind the look of Bonnie, right? Like, she's a bit plain, but I don't... I think she, like... I think she's quite pretty. I think she looks like she belongs mm. in that family. Unfortunately, the, they just kept making her nervous and shy. Like, what, you, what you want, like, she's not British. What you want is, like, Emma Stone. Yeah. Like, a British uh-huh. Emma Stone. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know who would have been good? Like, Karen Gillan. Yeah. Would have mm-hmm. been great. Like, yeah. she probably would have been around the right age. Yeah. Like, and it's just, like, I don't know what happened to Bonnie Wright's, like, during these years. Mm. But because she was great in Chamber of Secrets, like for a little yeah. for a little you know twelve year old girl, yeah, she was great in Chamber of Secrets. And then she went through the Kristen Stewart thing, where it's like she was great as a little kid, and then you know she became a teenager, and it was just like wooden as hell. And she's just like Harry, I can disappear here too, Harry. I didn't mind... I want to kiss you, Harry. Was it in 6 where they had, like, the nervous tension and stuff? And, like, they went to the Weasleys um, and then Ron, like, kept interrupting and stuff? Yeah, and then she ties his shoelace for him. Yeah. And it's like... I think that was meant to be the tension. The tension is done through the music. Yeah. The tension is done through the silence and the lack of talking. Mm. And it's like, that's not what Ginny is about. Yeah. Ginny and Harry were friends. And also, And like, then, like, through that friendship, he was like, oh my god, I actually, like, really like you. Yeah. Because you're really funny. And you have this wonderful personality. The Ginny in the movies has no personality. She's not funny mm. at all. She doesn't... She hardly speaks. Yeah. She hardly speaks. Um, and connected to that is also um, the whole room of requirement scene um, in... Um, five? Five or six. No, I think it's six. Mm-hmm. Because that's when they kiss for the first time. Six. Oh, like the, yeah. uh, their one. Their and there. like, um, he has... he ha- What is he hiding again in the room of requirement? Is it um, the potion book? Oh, the potion book. Yeah, yeah, the advanced potion book. I was like, I know it's a book, but I can't remember what it was. Um, okay, first of all, like that's an issue because it causes other issues, which I'm going to get to later. <laughs> but the thing is, like, Harry needs... Harry hides it. Ginny doesn't hide it. Mm. And that's a really important thing because of what I'm going to get to later. Yeah. But then that whole, like, kissing in the room of... Requ- like, it's just so awkward. And you're just like... This isn't... They don't seem like they like each other. Mm. And then, you know, at the end of the movies, they obviously get married and have kids. And you're like, they don't seem to be enjoying each other's company. Mm. So, my, yeah, my issue with... Um, They're setting up Cursed Child, obviously. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, no, Ginny, Ginny's a big problem. And it's not just the acting, it's the way that they wrote her in the Yeah, movie. they gave her nothing to do. They gave her nothing they gave her, to do. They gave her um, Nellie Portman and Thor. Yep. Uh, my next one, and I, I've got to be honest, there are a couple now. Actually, this one, and then one of my um, honorable mentions, I can't remember if this is true or not. So I'm going to say it, and hopefully it's true, or maybe I'm just forgetting. Mm. Um, I feel like they never ever bring up the fact that Fleur is a Vila or part Vila. No, they never do. And that bugs me. And they don't they don't have Vila's in the Quidditch World Cup either. They, they don't, don't they don't discuss Vila's. They don't bring Vila's and they really don't bring 
Like, I, I think Clemence Posey is a very attractive girl, but they mm. never quite... They don't nail it. Like, it's... No. She's not... Like, you don't get that idea. And they don't really play with, like, how everyone's... Inf- like, no, you never really get the idea that everyone's infatuated with her. Like... I think the biggest issue we have is basically just Goblet of Fire. <laughs> I know. Like, most of my life in Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I... I they, they don't have the they don't have the one way. Do they have the one way? No, they way? don't. They don't have that, so you never get that reveal. And I think like that's. It's not like it's like a big plot point, but it's a really it just adds depth to the film. And like that film in particular has got a lot of problems. I just feel like that character, especially when later Bill ends up marrying her, and it's yeah. not because of the Beeler in her. Like he sees her for who she is yeah. and stuff. That's really important, I think. It's especially because like a big part of that seventh movie. Is said at Bill and Fleur's wedding. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. That really bugged me. So, which Mrs. Weasley just seems entirely happy about in the movie. In the movies, because in the book she's not. Like, yeah, in the book she doesn't want Charlie to marry Fleur. Bill. Bill. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that bugs me. Mm. Yeah, I can understand that. All right. So number two was my missing characters. So Peeves, Winky, Ludo, Bagman. But the bigger part to that is the massive fucking hole, okay? Mm. You know who we don't get? We don't get Neville's parents and the scene at St. Mungo's Hospital. Yeah, that's a big one. And guess what that means? That means we also don't get the whole Neville could have been the chosen one plot point, which is really important to the entire series. Yeah, I um, I forgot about that. And to be fair, like, I haven't read the books in probably good three, four years. And I haven't watched the movies in probably just as long. Although, like, after that Avengers marathon, I'm like, oh, we should do Harry Potter marathon soon. Yeah. I really want to watch the movies. Mm. Um, despite all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, a huge... They also, like, there's other characters like the Gaunts you never meet. Like, no, that's, you never meet the Gaunts, so you great. never meet uh, Voldemort's parents. Yeah. Sort of thing. You never understand, Vold- like, Voldemort's upbringing. Like, the reason why he's evil, the reason why he wants to live forever mm. is because of his mother. Yeah. The reason why he feels connected, well, the reason why he's so strongly connected with Slytherin mm. is because of the Gaunts. Yeah. So, like... You're really missing out on this whole major, major plot point of the books Mm. where it's like, dude, like the entire reason Voldemort is like this is because of his parents. Like you don't get the murdering of the parents at the beginning of number four when he goes to the Riddle house. You don't get the murdering of of his dad and his grandparents. That's not number four. The book, number four. Number yeah. four, that's Frank Bryce. Yeah, that's the whole, like, because Frank Bryce, they th- everybody thinks that Frank Bryce murdered the oh, riddles. It's been a long time, man. Yeah. It's been a long time. Um, so you don't get any of that. You don't get any of the, like, like, you go, oh, okay, Voldemort's an orphan. Yeah. That's it, sort of thing. But, yeah, you don't get any of this whole Neville backstory, which I think is really important because... It then shows, when Dumbledore's talking to Harry later on, it then shows that the whole thing isn't just, you know, like, that that it's bigger than Harry. Like, at the end of the day, like, Voldemort chose Harry to be the one to mark him as his equal. Mm. It could have been Neville. Yeah. 
you know and I think that's a fantastic thing to put into the movies because then people when they get to like book number five or movie number five or movie number six be like oh shit like this bumbling fool that we've been making fun of for like the last five movies mm. dude he could have been Harry Potter yeah and you get a little bit bit of that in the eighth movie like he does get a bit of a hero which is in the book as well mm. they do give him that which is nice and like obviously is it Matt Lewis who plays uh yeah like people's like he came out of the other side of puberty and be like oh okay <laughs> like cool like that's good so he does have that a little bit but um yeah not to the extent that he should have got mm. so what's your number two um my last two are gonna seem more like jokes now but they just bu- <laughs> they just bug me like so this next one, and again, mine are in order, so, so yeah. like one's more important. Um, I don't care if you want a competition, don't put that kid in that. <laughs> in I don't know if you want a competition, I just think that he did. That's my head. That's thing. my thing as well, like there's a character, in case, like, you try, yep. in case you don't know who I'm talking about, it's a kid in, like, Prisoner of Azkaban also I think is a highly overrated movie, like, I do like it, but I remember when I went and saw that in the cinema, so I was like, ah, oh. like it was mm. the first time that it, like it was... Because the first you two, were disappointed by a Harry Potter movie. It was the first time I was disappointed by a Harry Potter. Movie. I wasn't disappointed, but I like the first two had this real like majesty about mm-hmm. them, like this epicness to them, and this one felt a lot smaller. Yeah. Because uh, it's so funny. This one's so funny. Oh that. Oh okay. No, I've got. Okay, yep. I've got. I've got another. But, I've got another one for um. But the thing, <laughs> the thing. So the, the character we're about is the guy is like. It's like trying to catch smoke with your bare hands. So he's the little bit tubby black kid who isn't Dean Thomas because Dean Thomas oh, is in the scene. And that's the thing. He's not a character from no. the thing. He doesn't have a name. He just distracts you from the story. Yep. Like, he's there for, I don't know what purpose. So he's not to bring humour to no. it. I, just, I don't but know. But the thing is, why add this kid in? If you have these lines and you're like, oh, I want an African-American person to say these lines, give the lines to Dean Thomas. He had no lines in that entire movie. And instead they they cast a whole brand new person for one film who doesn't have a name. I honestly think it might be kind of like Fight Club. I think Harry's seeing a ghost. He's just <laughs> like... This guy's telling me... I, I think the kid won a competition. I reckon there was a competition. B, in a Harry Potter movie, if yeah. you could, like, write 25 words or less, why you love Harry Potter, he won a competition, and then they go, all right, his... these are your scenes, you got three lines. Do you know what his 25 words were? Because they were like, you know... <laughs> trying to get smoke. Yes, exactly. <laughs> trying to get smoke and like, with your bare hands. Put that in the movie. And repeat it over and over again until it makes uh, 25 words. Um, yeah. Just, it just... That was the first one I was disappointed by Harry Potter films, definitely. Like, yeah. I was distracted. I was like, what's going on? Like, I don't Yeah. And I still like that movie, but there's just... Problems. Yep. So, my number one is probably the biggest hole in the Harry Potter series. Mm. Because when I got to the end of watching movie number six, I walked out of that going, well, they fucked this series. Because there's no way they can do book number seven now, and it makes sense. And that is this whole Harry being able to feel the Horcruxes and feel when the Horcruxes are near, sort of thing. I don't remember that. In number six, we go into the memories mm. and we discover that Voldemort like hid the locket in a cave, right? Yeah. And that's all we get. We don't get any memories about Helga Hufflepuff's cup. We don't get any memories about 
um, the gaunts, like you said, and all that sort of stuff like that. So then when it comes to number seven, we also, and we also get no information about how Voldemort was like a magpie and he was going after, you know, the founding houses thing. What was the Gryffindor thing? Gryffindor, um, it was not the sword because no. the sword obviously destroys, destroys it, sort forces, of thing yeah. like that. I don't think he really went after Gryffindor. Because Gryffindor was... didn't really... Ha- no, he wanted to do the sword when he went for... I think he that's wanted where he to went do to, the sword. That's why he went, went for the teaching job. Yeah, that's he, right. he got the diadem, mm-hmm. the cup. cup, the ring. No, uh, the, yeah. Which is, um, which was a sl- the, sl- Which is sl- a whore, yeah. No, that's a horcrux. Oh, Because the... it's the resurrection stone. Yes. And it's Marvel O'Gaunt's ring. So it's his grandfather's ring. That's right. And then the locket is Slytherin? Yes. And then we have Nagini. Yes. And Harry. Yes. And what's the seventh one? Um, it is the diary. Yes, the diary. Yeah. Can I just point out, by the way, and I know you got a you got a point to me as well. Mm. Can I just say that, like, that diadem, such like an easy like, it was literally like because in the like the Horcruxes we kind of get the idea of Horcruxes in, in the sixth book. Um, I also think the Deathly Hallows was like. Oh, we're just going to make up some magic things to... Well, this is the thing. So, like, basically, if you were not to read the books and you were just oh, to I'm watch the movie... Oh, I'm saying even in the books. No, I know. Yeah. But let's let's just stick with the movie for a sec yeah. and then I'll get on to the books. Um, if you were to watch the movie, you would be like, okay, we're spending a lot of time on this locket. Okay, movie number two. Okay, they're still trying to destroy this locket. Okay, we're still spending time on this locket. Oh, what's that? Cup and diadem? Bang! Done in like Mm. 10 minutes. It's like, there is no context Mm. as to what those items are actually about. Mm. Like, it's literally just like Harry has a vision. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's that thing. Yeah. And then when he walks into the, when he walks into the, um, uh, the vault, he's like, Hmm, let me just sort of like feel in my senses. Yeah. Oh, it's over there. It's like his vibe from the flash. Yes, and it's like that's not how it worked. Yeah. How it worked was Dumbledore did research and he told Harry that research and then he told Harry as much as he could mm. before he died and then Harry like pieced it together because yeah. the cup has like the whole hokey scene the whole Voldemort working at Borgen and Burke's, mm. the whole, you know, he's starting to collect items idea yeah. Without sort of thing. The, the, the pro- like, I, I will say, like, the one thing I can't explain in the movie is that, like, I think even the book The Diadem's Rushed. Like, literally, yes. there's a scene in the book, where the Harry's like, oh, well. is there anything that, that Ravenclaw ever had? Some mystic item? Yeah. Like, and oh, there's a diadem. diadem. Okay, yeah. cool. That like, must be it then. Sort of thing, yeah. That no, that is entirely that's a rushed in the book oh, as well. Even like, that's... literally in one chapter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my my biggest thing is that the entire premise of the book rides on the fact that Voldemort cannot die because he created these Horcruxes. It's from book number one. Mm. He cannot die because he created these Horcruxes. And if you just watch the movie, you're just like, ah, oh, it's like Harry just goes. Mm, that's what it is. Yeah. Sort of thing. And that's a major, major flaw in yeah. the movies. Cool. So what's your number one? Um, one of my favourite jokes 
entire Harry Potter series should have been in the worst Harry Potter movie, which is Goblet of Fire. <laughs> um, there's a really great scene in the book where, after they win the first tournament, um, Harry opens the egg, and either Fred or George goes, <laughs> it sounds like Percy singing, so maybe you have to attack him in the shower. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> I don't know why it still makes me laugh this day. It's not even that clever, but I just love that joke. I was looking so forward to hearing it <laughs> on screen. And when they just were like, ah, oh, and then the scene ended, I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of... Why not include that joke? It's the, one line. It's just going to add an extra three seconds to the And movie. I guess, like, honestly, like, the bigger problem, and I guess what this kind of stems into, is that a lot of the dialogue from the books isn't put into the movie. That yes. Change and twist it. Which is fine, but it's like, the Weasley twins, to me, in the movies, aren't really the Weasley twins. Yeah. Like, they're more like, I guess they're almost kind of like Charles Dickens characters, where they're like, come on Harry, we've got a trick for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, we can, you know, like, they're like the Arthur Dodge or something, but, like, they're not constantly joking, like, you never hear, yeah. you never hear them joking. Um, and I guess it's the big issue, but, like, that joke in particular is one of my favourites. <laughs> But like, so again, it comes to be like just the filmmakers and screenwriters misunderstanding the characters. Yeah. But uh, in particular, that joke. Cool. Okay, so I've got four. Um, what do we call them? Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. I or have dishonorable two. mentions. Well, no, they're, they're honorable in as much as like you guys are almost the top five worst, but you're not quite. Yeah. You get the honor of being listed next. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Um, you have four, so maybe you do two, then I'll do one. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so my first two is Lavender Brown. Just yeah. changes race yeah. halfway through the series. I mean, look, I understand that you have to recast sometimes. Like, yes. Crab and Goyle, perfect example, one of them. Pansy Parkinson, another example. Like, like, she Pan- gets recast. Pansy Parkinson, like, to me, I'm, like, as far as I'm concerned, she's not in those movies. She never says a word of dialogue. <laughs> Um, it is interesting that the moment Lavender Brown becomes attractive to Ron is when she turns white. Yep. That's weird. Yep. That's a weird choice. Mind you, I love the actress, Jessie. Jessie, what's her name? The one, who, name? The one who plays... Yeah, 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 Lavender Brown. In, in the, the white Lavender Brown. Yeah. Um, she's a fantastic actress. Very funny. She's like. very, very, very funny. Um, one, one, and all that sort of stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, no, like, for some reason, Lavender Brown's, you know... Indian slash dark skinned in the first few movies, and then second she gets some dialogue is some sort yeah, of white chick. That is weird. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's, there's no explaining it. I don't know what race she is. I always assumed she was white in the book, but then she's no, she's like she's dark skinned or Indian in the book because it it specifically says like it's been a long time since I mentioned yeah uh, since mm-hmm. I've read them so I'm a little bit hazy but um either way it doesn't matter like what race she is in the book just if you're going to recast just try and keep some consistency yeah I guess. exactly yeah. um and my next one is um this is something that just occurred to me really recently is that the Marauders mm-hmm. the Messrs Mooney yeah. Wormtail Panfoot and Prongs is never Mentors. explained. Yeah. It's never explained that that Prongs is James and yeah. Mooney is Remus and stuff like that. So yeah. you go, oh, this map, and you go, oh, werewolf and and 
stag, mm. but n the line is never connected. They're almost like they're almost used as like Easter eggs. The same way, like yes, in Marvel movies, when you're like, when someone like when, uh, when they're like, oh, like in Captain America, we sort of like, oh, it's Batroc, and you're like, oh, he's not a real character, like not make it. I'm like. That's Batroc the Leaper! Yeah, yeah, like, because yeah. I know who that is, but everyone's like, oh, it's just like some random guy. That's what it's like. Yeah, that's, yeah. that is what it's like. Um, so those are my two. So you've got two, and then I'll do my last two. Um, my first is just the character of Cho Chang. Ah, uh, yeah. And, like, to be fair, she I don't think she's a very good character in the books anyway. Like, yeah, she's not really. It's kind of bizarre that... She's a good seeker. Um, and I guess, like, Harry's a teenage boy, so she's pretty. And yeah. so that's why he's into it. Because the minute, like, you get to know Cho Jang, she's just, just not interesting or cool. Mm. Or, like, she's interested in pretty things, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, but she gets even less development in the movies. Mm. Like, you never really hear, like, about Harry's, like, infatuation with her. Like, they never really deal with that. Yeah. They're just kind of, like, they're awkward, and then one... And, like... His first kiss, like, should yeah. be, like, a big deal. And it's, it's kind of, like, it's just so, like... And they don't have that date. Yeah. That awful, awful date. And yeah. Miss Puttyfoot's tea shop or yeah. whatever it is. Um, yeah. Which would have been so funny to, like, watch the awkwardness of that date. No, instead we got in movie six, which is just, like... Yes. Which is funny, but yeah. not in the books. Yeah. Um... My other one, and again, I can't remember, so it might have happened in the movie. If it did, I only had one. Uh, in Order of the Phoenix, I, uh, first of all, I'll say Umbridge, nailed. Yeah. But one thing that happens in the books that I don't think happens in the movie is she tries to use the killing curse on Harry. Does it happen in the movie? I don't think it does. She's no, she tries to use the no. She uses the Cruciatus curse. Oh, is that what it? And it does happen in the movie. Does it? Yep. Because she goes, the Cruciatus curse should loosen your tongue. And money goes, that's illegal. That's what right. What the minister doesn't know won't harm him. And she turns that's the right, picture yeah, yeah. down. So she does. I that does the, happen. I got the curse wrong as well. Yep. Um, oh well, never mind. <laughs> All right. So then my last two, um, um, Percy. Percy Weasley, there's a, there's in, there, he's a dick in the books. Mm. Like, there's this whole part where he's, like, messaging Ron, and he's saying to Ron, don't be friends with him anymore, don't mm. be friends with Harry anymore, he's a bad influence, he, fights with, he fights with his dad, he becomes estranged from his family, um, he sides with the ministry while the ministry's going through its fascism, and, like, none of that is in the movies. Mm. And all you get, the only hint of it that you get, is that when they go and try and take Dumbledore, and he's like, Dumbledore's got style. Mm. Behind him, behind Kingsley, Percy's standing there. Yeah. That's the only hint that you get. If you didn't know, if you didn't know that Percy was estranged and he was signing himself to the ministry, you'd be like, why the fuck is Percy standing there? Yeah. Like, why um, Percy? I think that guy was... Percy played pretty well cast because he's so irritating. Yes. Um, and like little fun fact, that guy charges like I'm head boy. That that guy like does the convention circuit and charges like eighty bucks for a headshot. Does he? Like, oh my god. Oh, I would not pay for a Percy headshot. I tell like, you that. He's like ever. I'm everyone's favorite. Percy oh Weasley. God. 
Jason Weasley's the worst out of all the Weasleys. He's definitely the worst Weasley. Second worst is Ron. Um, and my last one is just, just why? What is the point? I don't understand. Like, I know Harry Potter and the Order, not Order of the Fiends, um, Prisoner of Azkaban might be quite dark in certain areas, yeah. so you need some humor. Oh, I, know, I know exactly where you're going. Take it away, Ed. <laughs> it's going to be a bumpy ride. What the hell are those shrunken heads? Because they're not in the book. Oh, I remember another one. They don't exist. They're nothing. So then, what is the point? I say, close the damn door. Wizards, the young wizards these days. They're literally like, they're not even funny. Yeah. And then they just never appear again. Oh, they appeared any of the on the special features of the DVD. Oh, <laughs> yes. They hosted every menu. Yes. Um, as, yeah, they're awful. So they're awful. And I hate them. And... That's the thing that I hate the most about Prisoner of Azkaban movie and what makes it so jarring for me is just that whole, it's going to be a bumpy road. And then Daniel, like I just remember listening to the interviews and Daniel Radcliffe's like, this movie's so much more funnier. It's so funny. It's mm. really, really funny. And then it's a clip of him like smacking into the yeah. window and like all, take it away, Ernie. Like and all the things I didn't like about Thor Ragnarok, just like slapstick. Oh my God. Oh, I actually thought it too. Um, yep. Seeing we're talking about humorous things, the first is Voldemort hugging Malfoy. <laughs> See, I actually don't like I enjoy, that. I enjoy it, but it flies in the face of the character of Voldemort. Yes, it does. Like, it absolutely does. Like, he would never um, do that. Like, he would never, ever do that. I just love that. how awkward it is. Um, yeah, it is funny, but it's... Like, it's, it's Yeah, no, it absolutely is completely out of character. Uh, and then the other thing, and again, I can't remember 100%. I can't huh. remember 100% if this happens or not, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't happen. We never get the closure between Dudley, oh, got another one. Dudley and Harry. In the yeah, movie. you get it a tiny. Oh, yeah, you really don't. Like in it's the just book, like, in the like, book, it's oh, really well yeah, done. It's like, really well done. He like talks about he's like, why isn't Harry coming with us? Like you know, and like you know, Harry's going to go off with these people, whatever. And he's like, you know, he's like, I'm sorry, I was such a jerk. Like you know, a couple yeah. of years ago, you saved my life, and all these mm. things. Like he addresses it. And Harry's kind of like, oh, I guess Dudley was, you know, all right in the end or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's not like, like, considering how nasty the Dursleys are, yeah. like, it's kind of a nice ending for at least Dudley and Harry. And, like, then we find out later that, you know, as they grow up, they kept in contact and yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 that's right. you don't right. get any of that. No, you don't. And, like, Harry still cut, accidentally cuts him. I think he accidentally cuts himself in the movie, but he's kind of, he accidentally cuts himself on the mirror, not on the teacup, the cold tea. That Dudley leaves out because that doesn't happen. Because that. that's a symbol of Dudley trying to like make amends and yeah. all this kind of stuff like that. The other thing that I forgot now, now it's just us shredding the movie series apart. Yeah. But there's this other one, and I just I never understand. So when in Philosopher's Stone, when Harry is in the Forbidden Forest on his detention, which a that in itself is an issue, but that's for another time. Mm. Because, like, your your punishment for being out at night is to be out at night in the most dangerous part well, of the Well, that's in the books, though. Like, yeah, at no, least that's... But, that, that, again, that's why I said yeah. it's for another thing. So, like, um, he sees the cloaked figure drinking the blood of the unicorn. The, the, he come, it comes uh. towards him, he trips over, blah, blah, blah. And then um, 
Ferenz comes and um, saves him and explains to him, you know, oh, it's probably Voldemort under there and all this kind of stuff like that. And Harry's like, wow, it is. It must be Voldemort. And then Hagrid comes um, with with Draco and Hermione and Neville and, and Fang. And um, then Ferenz goes, Harry Potter, this is where I leave you. Oh, no, wait, no, I guess that makes sense if he's leaving. But my thing was always like, he didn't go anywhere. <laughs> no, because like in the book, he's supposed to take Harry. He rides, Harry rides on his back. Yeah. And then the other centaurs are like, you, you're letting a human ride on your back like a common mule. I mean, like that's something like that, that they didn't put in the movies. Which, yeah, yeah, no, that's right. The centaur um, stuff is there. Yeah. Oh, those centaurs are a, li- a little bit in number five. Yeah, or and then it, he's no, like, Harry, this is grow. where, this is where I... No, they're centaurs and yeah, Brawl. I can't remember, fun. like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I always thought it was weird how it was like, Harry Potter, this is where I leave mm. you. And then now, as I'm saying it now, I'm like, oh, maybe it's because he's actually he's leaving. leaving. yeah. But I was always like, but you haven't mm. gone anywhere. I, um, <laughs> He's just I'll, standing there. I'll throw out another one. We don't get a Sphinx in number four. No. Oh, the entire maze in number four. Oh, it's, it's just, oh, it's a maze that's spooky. Oh, it's supposed to have bogarts and mm. magical items and all this kind well, of stuff Well, speaking like of bogarts, we get almost none of the magical creatures from number three. Yeah. Like in the Defense Against the Dark Arts, which I, no. and we don't get any care of magical creatures at all, really. Yeah, we don't have those classes except for like the the Buckbeak one. We don't get unicorns. We don't no. get blasted scroots. We no. don't get nifflers. We eventually no. get nifflers. We don't get bow truckles. We don't until... get flubber worms. Yep. No. We get none of that sort of stuff. Um, we don't get the Rita Skeeter turning into an animagus. Anima- no. We do get... The whole beetle thing. We do get Quidditch in just about every yep. movie. But like, that's one of those mm-hmm. things where you really could... Like, you could cut Quidditch out. Yeah. Like, uh, for, like a, for, you know, a magical creature. Yep, absolutely. Um, there's, look, there's a lot of issues. The movies are still like, good fun, but there's a lot of problems with them. Basically, just read the books. Definitely. There's another one that I thought of and now I've forgotten. Ah, I guess the biggest problem out of all the Harry Potter films is a line of dialogue, which is an ad-lib. And that's in the first movie where Ron says, he had an erection. Oh, no, no, no. I thought you were going to say, oh, that was wicked, Harry! Yeah, that was tough as well. Because that's a repeated soundbite that's repeated in the first two movies. Uh, I guess, like... He had an erection. The other one you could... Can I just explain that for a second? Yeah. Okay, so... Um, when I was in year seven, I used to watch the Harry Potter um, VHS, like Philosopher's Stone VHS, every single day after school. Like, I'd come home from after, after school, and I'd sit and I'd watch the entire movie. And I remember one time, I was watching it, and I had the volume up really, really loud. And so basically what happens is, after, at the, at the very, very end of the movie, Harry's just finished his conversation with Dumbledore in the hospital wing... And so he's walking out, and Hermione and Ron are standing on a banister, and Harry's, like, walking towards them. And they're, like, whispering to each other. And one time I was listening to it, and I shit you not, Ron says he had an erection. (laughs) And I was like, what was that? And I went back, and I listened to it again, and again, and again, and he says it. He says he had an erection it sounds like awection, though. It sounds like he says the R wrong. Mm. And now, ever since that year seven, I cannot watch that movie without going, he 
had an erection. <laughs> and I think other people on the internet have found it as well. Yeah. Um, but yes, so he had... So apparently, they're discussing somebody in the cast, maybe, had an mm. erection. So there you go. Pardon me. That, uh... That about wraps it up. I think so. Like, we could go on and on. Like, there's so many things. Yeah. Um, so many problems. I guess, like, if Nick was here, he would have been like, oh, I've got one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he hates the raising of the ones at the end of number six. Yeah. So, uh, we threw that one in for you, Nick Owen. If you listened to this show, you'll know that <laughs> I threw in the fact that they raised their ones for the funeral. I mean, they don't have Dumbledore's funeral. Like, that's a big yeah, moment. Yeah, no, they don't have Dumbledore's And you don't funeral. get, like, Harry and Ginny, like, spending the last... Right, yeah, yeah. and then breaking up. Hmm. But, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, so, first topic back, there wasn't uh, Avengers related. We spent almost an hour talking about it, so we've got some, some yeah. chatter out of it. Uh, I don't know what next week's going to be about yet. We may, we I think when we record next, we won't have seen Deadpool 2 yet, but that'll be our next review, I imagine. Then Star Wars, two weeks after, a week after that, so everything's coming up. Mm. Um, you can find us on social media. All mine is James Chalmers 7, Tina is Tina's Hair and Beauty. Yep. Go to our website, pastoremotepod.wordpress.com. There's a review up there. I wrote a review for Avengers, and there are more coming probably. <laughs> um, I'm now a little bit more motivated to write, which definitely helps. Um, also, you can find Nick online at Owenovsky. Don't forget our friend. Friend of the show, Josh Sacco, has a game coming out on PC and Mac later this year. It's called Nom Nom Apocalypse. You can watch the trailer and all sorts of like Yeah, special, it looks really cool. All sorts of little videos he's put up recently as well on his Twitter uh, or on Facebook. Just go to Dead Leaf Games or just search Nom Nom, Nom, Nom Apocalypse. You'll find it. Um, give us a support because it looks great. Um, Loki is snoring, which means we've been going for too long. <laughs> and that is going to do it. That's Tina Chalmers. I'm James Chalmers, mm-hmm. and we will see you next week. See ya. Bye.